The scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning at verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees, Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. When I used to teach at the seminary, occasionally students would ask this question. What's the difference between preaching and teaching? It sort of seems obvious, although, in fairness, the Gospels sometimes use those two Greek words interchangeably. So it's probably a fair question. So we would wrestle with it for a few minutes in class, and then I almost always jokingly added, oh, here's the real difference, donuts and discussion. In church, we don't allow either, and in Sunday school, both are essential. So if you could use your imagination, we're in a Sunday school, a Bible study setting, and everyone's had their coffee, their donuts, they've settled in, and we're looking at this story in John chapter 12. And after reading it and looking at it, I would simply ask this question. So is there a word or a phrase or a verse that really stands out for you that captures your attention? And we would list all of those things. My list, as you might guess, is long. But my favorite moment is verse 16. It cracks me up. The disciples did not understand what was going on. Seriously? They have palm branches in their hand, and they're saying, Hosanna. And if you interviewed them, they'd say, uh, yeah, uh, no comment. They didn't get it. I mean, if those who were there didn't get it, how are we supposed to get it? Although there is that little twist where it says, but later it made sense, and so hopefully that's true for us. Normally... This is the day when we have that palm parade, not virtually with photo or video, but, and it's a great moment, when the kids actually, with palm branches in their hands, they come around the sanctuary, they walk around, and they wave their palm branches, and they say Hosanna as if they know what that means. I mean, how many adults know what that means? And they have to try and keep up with the kid in front of them, and maybe, maybe they know what's going on, but you kind of wonder. I mean, we say things like, hold on to your brother's hand, and they're just walking around waving these branches. What, what is this about? It's a great moment because, well, parents and grandparents get out the iPhone. There's footage captured. They'll be embarrassed by it years later when they're teenagers. But, but what does it all mean? It's kind of like if you went to the St. Patrick's Day parade and asked kids and adults alike, what do you know about Patrick? And I don't mean Mahomes. 
probably a lot of blank stares. Biblical scholars Marcus Borg and Dom Crossan say that what we have here in John chapter 12 is one parade of two competing parades. There's the one we read, Jesus, on a donkey. He comes into the city from the east, down from the Mount of Olives, people waving their branches. But as Borg and Crossan note, at roughly the same time from the west, another parade, Pilate. Pilate has come into the city. It's because it's the Passover, which is kind of Independence Day, only instead of celebrating their freedom from Egypt, they're now under Rome. And so whereas he might normally like to just stay out there in his palace on the coast with the beautiful view of the Mediterranean and the hippodrome for the chariot races and the theater and the good food, well, he has to mingle with the crowds, kind of, not really. I can tell you this, he does not enter on a donkey, not hardly. Is he on a stallion? Is he in a chariot drawn by horses? Whatever it is, it is the kind of pageantry that you cannot turn away from. You cannot ignore it. He has come in and he embodies the Roman Empire. Biblical scholars, for the last 15, 20 years or so, they've been doing a lot of work on this notion of empire. And there are all kinds of characteristics they list, but two of them stand out in my mind. One is military power, which is on full display here, and the other is economic exploitation, which was always on display. Rome was known for what was called the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, which sounds so lovely, except how can you bring about peace by conquering other nations? How can you call that peace? And the economic exploitation, it was a given. It was part of, it was woven into the society where there was built on slaves and excessive taxation of the masses. And all of that happens in this other parade. Jesus' parade, on the other hand, is totally different. And the gospel writer John wants us to get that. So he quotes two scriptures. The first one from the Psalms, which is where we get that Hosanna part, which, by the way, means roughly help, save now. And the other line about the donkey from Zechariah. But see, the thing is, John's readers were more familiar with Zechariah than we are, and they knew that there was more to the passage. Listen to how it goes. This is the first part. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. But it continues. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations. Two very different parades. Now in Sunday school, this is about the moment when people feel the need to refill the coffee cup or maybe, maybe just another, you know, half a donut. And that's when someone asks the golden question, which is always appropriate in Bible study. So that's pretty interesting, but what's that got to do with us? It's a good question. 
It, it instantly takes me back to a conversation I had at the seminary many years ago. I hadn't been teaching all that long, and John Eldred, he, I don't know, he'd been there 120 years or something like that. He had done so many things. And in the hall, he tells me, I'm not doing Bible studies anymore. And I thought, well, he struck gold somewhere because all the professors I knew took everything that came along to make ends meet. It turns out he still needed the money. But he said, here's my rule. I'm no longer going to study the Bible if we're just going to keep it in the past. If we can't figure out what it means for now. So what do we make of Jesus' parade and Pilate's parade now? Well, I can tell you this. Pilate's parade happens all the time. It's the one that makes the news. Think about it. On January 6th, patriots stormed the Capitol to bring about justice via violence, clubs and bear spray. This was their definition of, of justice. It was Pax Americana. The pilot parade happens when we glorify might as a way to bring about right. As for the economic exploitation, well, I mean, you could cite all kinds of studies about the minimum wage and poverty line. But let me tell you a story instead. It's a great short story by Catherine Mansfield. It's set on an estate probably about 100 years ago, something like that. It's a beautiful day, and it's a good thing because they're, they're having a garden party. That's the name of the story, the garden party. Laura is so excited. Her family is putting on this great party, and she's the one who goes down as the workers come with the marquee, the canvas tent that's going to be set up to keep everybody out of the elements. And they debate, well, it could go on the tennis courts, but no, 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 she says, let's, let's have it over there against those trees. That'll be perfect. And the caterers arrive with the little triangle sandwiches. They're all so beautiful. And the florist with bouquets of roses and roses and roses. Everyone will be impressed, which is really part of the whole idea. And meanwhile, she and her family, they, they busy themselves, party dress and hat and the right shoes and a tie. And then something happens. Somebody in the family learns that a, a man in the village, a peasant down below, has, well, he was on a cart and he fell off the back and he hit his head and he's died and Laura is heartbroken but also worried that this means the party will be canceled but oh no 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 her brother her sisters her mother they all insist are you are you what are you silly this having a party or not it, it won't bring him back we can't change that and they they don't live so close that they'll hear the band playing and yes he left behind a wife and children but we have our family here at the party and it's a great party i mean they have those little sandwiches and the roses and afterwards as they're kind of relaxing the mother notices oh we have leftovers. And she gets this idea that Laura should take the sandwiches to the grieving widow, which seems horrible to her, but her mother insists. And so she goes down, you, you go down to go into the village. 
down a dark lane to a dark cottage and standing there with silly triangle sandwiches, she looks at the dead man, the widow, and she apologizes for her beautiful hat. And it's really hard to tell if she is moved and changed by this because when her brother asks, how did it go? She can't find the words to describe it. That is how Pilate enters the city, oblivious to the plight of the poor, but not Jesus. His parade is so different. See, all four Gospels tell the story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, but only John weaves it together with the story of Lazarus. Lazarus. His sisters had asked, Jesus, come, he's sick. But by the time he got there, he was dead, and then <laughs> he raises Lazarus from the dead. That's where he's just come from. Not the funeral, though, but a dinner party. Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Jesus and probably the disciples, a very different garden party where someone has been raised from the dead. Pilate's parade is about power, exploitation, and even death. You remember, when Jesus is on trial, Pilate presides, and he leaves it up to the people. They can vote on who's going to get killed, and when they pick Jesus, he says, well, hey, look, I, I didn't have anything to do with that, and he washes his hands. But some things do not come out in the wash. And it's usually about this moment in a Bible study that the curmudgeon speaks up. You know, every class has one. Thank God. I mean, they're a little bit annoying, but they always ask the poignant question. And with coffee cup in hand, the curmudgeon says, uh-huh, peace and justice and all that. We might as well sing Kumbaya, right? Like, that's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. And that is the perfect comment. Because that's exactly what it is. Only it's God's pipe dream. John echoes Zechariah. But another John, not the writer of the gospel, but the one who gave us the book of Revelation, echoes this. In chapter 7, listen to how it reads. After this, I looked. And there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. That's why every single Sunday, not just Palm Sunday, but every Sunday, we pray that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which at its very center has this great line. It's the most important line of the prayer. And in Greek, it reads like this. As it is in heaven, so be it on earth. That is our prayer and our commission.